Virtue is its own reward by Harry Graham. Read for LibriVox.org by Lars Rolander. Virtue is its own reward. Virtue its own reward? Alas, and what a poor one as a rule. Be virtuous, and life will pass like one long term of Sunday school. No prospect truly could one find more unalluring to the mind. You may imagine that it pays to practice goodness not a bit. You cease receiving any praise when people have got used to it. Tis generally understood you find it easy to be good. The model child has got to keep his fingers and his garments white. In church he may not go to sleep nor ask to stop up late at night. In fact, he must not ever do a single thing he wishes to. He may not paddle in his boots, like naughty children at the sea. The sweetness of forbidden fruits is not, alas, for such as he. He watches with pathetic eyes his weaker brethren make mud-pies. He must not answer back, oh no, however rude grown-ups may be, but keep politely silent, though he brim with scathing repartee, for nothing is considered worse than scoring off mamma or nurse. He must not eat too much at meals, nor scatter crumbs upon the floor. However vacuous he feels, he may not pass his plate for more not though his every organ ache for further slabs of christmas cake he is enjoined to choose his food from what is easy to digest a choice which in itself is good but never what he likes the best at times how madly he must wish for just one real unwholesome dish and when the wretched urchin plays with other little girls and boys he has to show unselfish ways by giving them his choicest toys his ears he lets them freely box or pull his lubricated locks his face is always being washed his hair perpetually brushed and thus his brighter side is squashed his human instincts warped and crushed small wonder that his early years are filled with thoughts too deep for tears. He is commanded not to waste the fleeting hours of childhood days by giving way to any taste for circuses or matinees. For him the entertainments planned are lectures on the holy land. He never reads a storybook by Ryder H. or Winston C., in vain upon his desk you'd look for tales by Richard Harding D. Nor could you find upon his shelf the works of Rudyard or myself. He always fears that he may do some action that is infradig, and so he lives his short life through in the most noxious role of prig. Short life, I say, for it's agreed the good die very young indeed ah me how sad it is to think 
he could have lived like me or you with practice and a taste for drink our joys he might have known he too and shared the pleasure we have had in being gloriously bad the naughty boy gets much delight from doing what he should not do but as such conduct isn't right he sometimes suffers for it too yet what's a spanking to the fun of leaving vital things undone if he's notoriously bad but for a day should change his ways his parents will be all so glad they'll shower him with gifts and praise it pays a connoisseur in crimes to be a perfect saint at times of course there always lies the chance that he is charged with being ill and all his innocent romance is ruined by a rhubarb pill alas tis not alone the good that are so much misunderstood but as a rule when he behaves evincing no malarial signs his friends are all his faithful slaves until he once again declines with easy conscience more or less to undiluted wickedness the wicked flourish like the bay at cards or love they always win good fortune dogs their steps all day they fatten while the good grow thin the righteous man has much to bear the bad becomes a bullionaire for though he be the greatest sham luck favours him his whole life through at bridge he always makes a slam after declaring song a two with every deal his fate has planned a hundred aces in his hand and it is always just the same he somehow manages to win by mere good fortune any game that he may be competing in at golf no bunker breaks his club for him the green provides no rub at billiards too he flukes away with quite unnecessary side no matter what he tries to play for him the pockets open wide he never finds both balls in balk or makes miscues for want of chalk he swears he very likely bets he even wears a flaming necktie inhales egyptian cigarettes and has immense inconscia recti yet spite of all one must confess that naught succeeds like his excess there's no occasion to be just no need for motives that are fine to be director of a trust or manager of a combine your corner is a public curse perhaps but it will fill your purse then stride across the public's bones crush all opponents under you until you rise on stepping stones of their dead selves and when you do the widows and the orphans tears shall comfort your declining years but having had your boom in oil and made your millions out of it would you propose to cease from toil great vanderfeller not a bit 
you've got to labor day and night until you die and serve your right then when you stop this frenzied race and others in your office sit you leave the world a better place the better for your leaving it for there's a chance perhaps your heir may spend what you've collected there myself how lucky i must be that need not fear so gross an end since fortune has not favoured me with many million pounds to spend still did that fickle dame relent i'd show you how they should be spent i'm not saint enough to feel my shoulder ripen to a wing nor have i wits enough to steal his title from the copper king and there's a vasty gulf between the man i am and might have been but though at dinner i might take too much of hide sick extra dry and underneath the table make my simple couch just where i lie my mode of roasting on the floor is just a trick and nothing more and when not wisely but too well my thirst i have contrived to quench the stories i am apt to tell may be perhaps a trifle french for tis in anecdote no doubt that what's bred in the bone comes out it does not render me unfit to give advice both wise and right because i do not follow it myself as closely as i might there's nothing that i wouldn't do to point the proper road to you and this i'm sure of more or less and trust that you will all agree the elements of happiness consist in being just like me no sinner nor a saint perhaps but well the very best of chaps share the experience i have had consider all i've known and seen and don't be good and don't be bad but cultivate a golden mean what makes existence really nice is virtue with a dash of vice end of poem this recording is in the public domain